This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Weldworks Brewing. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. Joining us today, we have Colin Jones, the co-founder and CEO of Weldworks Brewing, and Skip Schwartz, the innovation and wood cellar lead. We're going to talk about their latest beers and awards, their wood cellar program, and big barrel-aged stouts, and you know, maybe some other stuff, too. They, they are things, enough for IPAs as well. Stuff so. and things, Brian. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, super excited. You know, Brian, here, here's where we kind of talk about the Week in Review. I personally had an uneventful week did you even drink a beer i did drink a beer i don't even remember what beers i drank this week brian do you recall what did you drink this week i recall bringing in a founder's kbs maple mackinac fudge that's right we did drink which that. was quite and nice. those guinness the barrel aged guinnesses did we have both of those or just the one i, don't I think we, we didn't have the gingerbread okay so we, we had just had the uh, bourbon yeah. barrel aged one i remember the kbs maple mackinac was quite good cold and got a little uh Barely and astringent as it warmed up, which is unfortunate, but yeah. good beer overall. Really good beer. Yeah. You know, nothing exciting from, I had several cheese sticks. I was on a, every now and then, Brian, I'll get on a kick where I'm in the mood for something and that's all I want for a few days. For like that's every meal yeah. for a month or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, how about you, man? Anything exciting this week in your life? Oh man, just uh, Sierra Nevada's uh, celebration, fresh hop uh, IPA, man. It is the season. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Wild. Yeah. You know where we usually see that here in Georgia? We have a beer fest every year called the Decatur Beer Fest. And almost every year, that's the first place I see it is at that beer festival. And unfortunately, with the COVIDs that are running around, we didn't have that festival this year. So I missed out on that one. So. The year-long yeah. COVID festival. I have yeah. seen a celebration on the shelves, and I nearly bought some, but I thought yeah. it's too soon. Too soon? Also, too I had a cart full of other beer. I really too had too soon. much beer already. Hashtag so, yeah. too soon. Did you get into your cellar, Brian? That's I usually did. a theme for you. Yeah, I had a uh, drink your cellar hashtag. Uh, Stone 24 karat golden ale, so Belgian style, strong golden, and uh, five years old. I'll just say it didn't hold up it terribly well. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's Well, I think it may have. I was looking back at old check-ins for it for about five years ago, and I think it just had too much hot bitterness. Just too like, much. From, it's okay. stone. I mean, to, but... Yeah. It did have a nice Belgian quality, nice effervescence, some raisin notes, a little bit of subtle spices to it. So there was really good things in there, but it was kind of overwhelmed a bit by gotcha. an overwhelming bitterness. I didn't even notice oxidation that much in it, which surprised just, me. Just a bit. crazy bitter. Yeah, just, okay. just too bitter. So that was the most exciting thing I did. I did get into uh, the second self, Malternate Universe again, and okay. a Creature Comforts Glamour Muscles, which is a triple IPA. I'm right. in love with that beer. Was Malternate Universe better? Because the last time we tried that, we drank the barrel-aged version of that, which is a barley wine. Yeah. And we drank the barrel-aged version before the base and really didn't do it justice. Was it better when you gave it its own due? I'm going to say probably not really any better because I could still remember how good the other okay, one was. Okay, fair enough. But fair it was enough. it was tasty. It was uh, enjoyable with a cigar, which I did, I did okay. enjoy it with a cigar. Start. So that uh, was a good time. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that really covers it okay. for me. Yeah, that was my exciting week, Tim. Good stuff. Colin, how about you, man? 
Always new, exciting weeks at Weldworks. We have uh, multiple releases on on tap uh, all day, every day. I had the pleasure of just getting back from a short little jaunt and so had been absent uh, from the tap room for about a good uh, solid seven days. And uh, so every time I come back in after, especially after that long a duration, usually I'm in every day, it's just a whole candy land of, uh, of flavors and, and concepts and everything else. And so to boot, today was also sensory day. So I was able to go through sensory, try all the beers. And it was just a, it was a beer extravaganza Wednesday for me. That sounds, sounds like that a sounds great fantastic. day. Absolutely great. It's a, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> yes. Wednesday nights are kind of my sensory nights. I get drinking all the beers. Yes. Yeah, well, new it's, beers. It's hey, we're, we're twinsies. We're twinsies. That's right. Well, how about it? Totally how about twins. It? Good stuff. <laughs> well, Tim, I think it's time we get into the beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by The Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Well, Ryan, as always, we've got just a phenomenal list of beers to get into, and I would like to thank The Nest for sponsoring this segment. They always have a great list on tap at The Nest as well, and plus Tasty Barbecue, Brian, the smoked wings there are really good, and you know, sometimes they even smoke a whole alligator. Oh, yeah, I've seen so that's that. a good time. I went there. They did something one time. I think they called it the Taste of the Swamp or something like that or the Bayou, oh, yeah. Yeah. and they had alligator, frog legs, shrimp. And so they do some interesting meats there besides your typical pork and brisket and all that. And of course, plenty of good beers to go with it. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by, check them out, tell them the beer guys sent you. As far as our beer list this week, Brian, Weldworks. Uh, guys, thank you so much for uh, sharing your beers with us. We are really excited to get into all these. We're currently drinking, and Brian, you had to correct me on the name on this one. I had Serial Killer. It's Serial <laughs> Keller. Well, have you seen the art? Because it looks like you know, I can see where you might be confused. So, we were talking about Madman. Yeah, yeah who is it? How did you guys find someone this scary to put on the can for this? What did you? You probably had to search far and wide, right? We searched far and wide, and then we looked around the backyard, and like right there in front of our face was our there own. There you go. Shirt. Hang on, the innovation department. Let's go there. Yeah. That's it. So, Skip, do you look this scary in real life, or is, is this dolled up a little bit here? It's pretty accurate. I don't usually have my hair down though. <laughs> So okay. That's, that's a big All difference. Right. I didn't realize how menacing I look with my hair down. So I it's was, a casual day. Yeah. Let your hair down yeah. there. So. Yeah. All right. Well, the beer is tasty. We're sipping that right now. It's really good. Stuff, Cereal so. Keller. Cereal Keller. Correct. Yes. As in Keller pills. Correct. Yep. That's Indeed. the way that works out there. Absolutely. But we've got Weldworks Advanced Fluid Dynamics Dippa. We have their Blueberry Cobbler Berliner. Uh, we have their French Toast Stout and Starius Night Stout, Brian. Beautiful. You guys got all the good stuff. We, we do. Did. We're, we're excited. That's, you know, that's half the reason we do a beer show is just to get all these fun. <laughs> it's a good con to pull. Sure enough. It's kind of hard to get all those Colorado beers over here in it Georgia is. still. It is, yeah. it is tough. Absolutely. This is a nap of beer for sure. Yeah. That's one of my favorite towns to visit for drinking. You know, having now I've, there's some places I haven't hit. I haven't done like the Portland's, you know, and stuff like that, yeah. but I've Asheville, you know, I've done that in Denver. I always enjoy going to Denver and it's a place that I go. I used to go a couple times a year because I had clients out there and uh, I don't anymore, but uh, I've never been to Denver and not had a good time. And plus they got the native American tacos out there. Tokabi. Oh, the Tokabi stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and a quick little plug uh, for Colorado. What a lot of people don't realize is that the front range is truly in this one little kind of North South quadrant. It's very, very easy to get uh, to come into Denver Go to Fort Collins, hit me Belgium, Odell, all those Gary cats up there. Come to Greeley, go down to Colorado Springs. It's just, you're not driving a million miles to see the whole state. Uh, it's really that whole front range and then Mountain West. 
Got to love that. To show how sharp I am, guys, as you were talking, I was thinking, there's a brewery in Greeley that's pretty good. Yeah, there is one, isn't there? Remember. We so, should have uh, them on the show, we Tim. Should. We should. <laughs> good stuff. Well, Brian, since uh, I'm brilliant, we're going to hand it over to you for some craft beer news. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Well, big news, and it isn't good news, but it's everywhere. Uh, Influential beer importer Shelton Brothers is calling it quits after being forced into liquidation by their bank. To quote Dan Shelton, basically they have the rights to every last paperclip that belongs to Shelton Brothers. So that according to, I think, Good Beer Hunting Good beer got hunting. the scoop on that, and on that. it's yeah. widely reported beyond that. So, And they own beyond that. Apparently, the family home in Massachusetts is probably going to be taken in the liquidation as well, according to Good Beer Hunting. Uh, Shelton Brothers has been around for 24 years. In addition to uh, importing more than 150 brands to the U.S., Shelton Brothers also handled distribution for a number of domestic craft breweries, including Mickler, at one point Prairie Artisan, Jolly Pumpkin, to name a few. And of course, they're known for their big annual beer event, the festival, which is not going to happen. And people that bought tickets aren't getting refunds because well, there's no money to refund the bank them. Claim the assets. No money there. Yeah, seriously. And so Shelton Brothers cite both the uh, the steady growth of domestic craft beer brands at uh, lower price levels, a number of costly legal battles they had to continue contend with, loss of sales due to the pandemic, and yeah, those are all reasons enough to to kill off the importer. Absolutely. So, More sad news. Jason Bueller, head brewer for Denver Beer Company, has died in a climbing accident. Apparently, he was in the process of climbing all 58 peaks in Colorado, and he fell climbing Maroon Peak, which uh, reaches 14,000 feet. I'm not sure where he was on it. He had been with uh, Denver Beer Company since 2015 and was also the driving force behind their Cerveceria Colorado offshoot. And he was also one of the co-creators of Oscar Blue's popular Death by Coconut. Friends of Jason Bueller have set up a GoFundMe page to help raise money for his wife and three children. He was just 43. Yeah, sad story. He was friends with a lot of the guys here in the local beer scene and that. So Mm -hmm. uh, very unfortunate, definitely. We are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Weldworks Brewing. You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Athletic's got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order, and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Weldworks Brewing. 
Guys, thanks again for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. We've just got into your advanced fluid dynamics here. DEPA, advanced fluid dynamics, DEPA. Yeah. I mean, we're talking here about barrels and innovation and all that stuff, but uh, you guys know a thing or two about hops there too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about this. We've talked about this a lot lately, Brian, because it's popular. We're big fans of it, the Sabro hops. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's it. So what's uh, – and you were telling us uh, when we were off air there, Skip, you guys got some good ones this year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Sabro is a really cool hop, just the flavor profiles that it gives. But um, we've, we've learned over the last couple of years that um, if you aren't selecting your Sabro hops, that you might not get the best. The range of the flavor profiles are just really intense. So, you know, sometimes you get really good coconut and really good like cedar or sandalwood. And then sometimes it kind of just is really flat and boring. So we're lucky enough to get to select our Sabro hops. And uh, this year's is uh, pretty awesome. We're excited about it. What a crazy profile for a hop. Oh, right. seriously. Another one we'd mention, it's one that just got named, actually. I think it's coming from Yakima Chief, but HBC 692. Mm-hmm. One of those experimental hops. It got, it's Talus now. Talus. Talus hops. It's a Sabro daughter, actually. Right. Neo-Mexicanus hop, Sabro daughter. And I'm trying to find here real quick the notes. I didn't have it written down, but I think I saw grapefruit. And they were mentioned like grapefruit, clove, and, and all kinds of interesting flavors coming from this Is hop. that the one that has rose petal in it? Rose petal. It's rose petal vanilla. vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most intriguing thing about that when I saw that. And I'm like, rose petal? That's That's unusual. I mean, you get a lot of other fun stuff. I mean, getting barrel character out of a hop is pretty cool, but rose petal for some reason threw me for a loop. Back yeah. in my day, hops just tasted like pine trees and grapefruit. That's right. Brian. That's <laughs> God intended. Yeah. You know, guys, uh, we had uh, Jake Goodman and Neil Fisher on. We're going on about yeah, two years yeah. ago now, a little bit of that, and uh, we wanted to catch up with you. But at the time, they mentioned a pretty aggressive release schedule of about two new beers a week. And we know brewing and getting things going is uh, it's ambitious. So is that something you guys are keeping up with? You still cranking out uh, a couple of new beers a week? I'll lead in first. It's not something that we uh, intentionally are, are trying to do. I think it just more speaks to our philosophy of brewing into styles that we ourselves desire. We're also a house full of foodies. And uh, we love going to the restaurants and getting new seasonality menus and just different menus every time. Not every time you go, but, you know, in conjunction with seasons and and the times and the place and all that sort of good stuff. And so it's just being able to be creative. It's, it's, It's having experimental license. But probably more important than anything else, before I turn it over to Skip, it, it's not being beholden to core styles. We're, we're very adamant that there's not going to be any one beer that is going to dictate uh, what, what Weldworks is. Even as popular as Juicy Bits is, it's something that we will temper and keep minimal. So we allow creativity within the brew house and the production cycle to do uh, various styles of beer. You know, Colin, I think that's kind of key, though. We we hear all this. I've seen articles around like the death of the uh, the core beer, the death of the core beer and stuff like that. But you mentioned like juicy bits, like when people go to Sweetwater Brewery here in Atlanta, they're going to want 420 on tap. Sure. They're going to want Sweetwater IPA sure. on tap. But when you sure. go there and there's a new beer, you know, there's something new to try out. So isn't it kind of a balance there, right? And again, I'll, I'll let Skip uh, speak to this uh, more succinctly, but uh, even Juicy Bits, um, we are going through a pretty rigorous recipe ideation process through Juicy Bits right now to true it up to current palates and 
kind of the direction that we want to take Juicy Bits to. So even a flagship beer, uh, quote unquote, that's been kind of a mainstay of Waldworks for at least a couple of years and, and Juicy Bits isn't going anywhere. Let's just be honest. We will still look at a recipe like that and see how we can improve upon it and how we can keep it apprised of, of the, the days and times uh, that we're in right now. Uh, but all that said, in the manufacturing sense, if you brew 70% of just one single style of beer, that means you only brew 30% of your production doing other stuff. And so in a very, again, simplistic sense, we never want to be in that equation. So we want to have a full canvas of whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. And so we make sure to, to limit those styles of beers no matter how popular they are, to low double digits in terms of production volume. Okay. Yeah, keep yourself diversified. So Absolutely. I think he set you up, Skip. What's wrong with Juicy Bits? What are you doing to tune it up? Um, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with Juicy Bits. I mean, it's one of my favorite beers of all time still. But I, I would say that we're kind of looking at what the rest of the market's doing and what other people are doing. You know, We've noticed that Juicy Bits kind of falls on more of the, the bitter edge of the scale for uh, hazy IPAs, which is, is crazy to think because it's not that bitter at all. We've done experiments. We're constantly experimenting with uh, whirlpool temperatures, whirlpool lengths, dry hop amounts. Um, so it's something that if you're an average Juicy Bits drinker, you probably will notice it a little bit. We all notice it in the in the company because we drink Juicy Bits, you know, batch in, batch out. So we notice it. But uh, again, it's really hard to tell that there's such little changes. And if we like it, it stays in. If we don't like it, it changes again. And, and, you know, we're just trying to make an already perfect beer more perfect, which seems impossible, but we're, we're trying our hardest to try to figure out how to make it better. See, and that's something when you were talking about when, uh, Colin, when you were telling us about, Hey, we're going to change juicy bits. I mean, the first thing I thought is, uh Oh, that's, that's risky move there. Terror, because, sheer terror. Yeah. <laughs> because you do have your diehards that know it to a T this is juicy sure. bits. You know, we, we had a brewery here in Atlanta that changed their flagship uh, Dippa up recently and, yes. uh, and, and people were vocal. They went back to the old formula because people were so vocal and an, an interesting story. I won't call out the particular brewery, but it's a smaller brew problem in rural Georgia that uh, got a new brewmaster and they had a problem in the brewing and I don't want to mess this up, but it'll get the point across. I think he said the brewing process gave diacetyl. In I believe beer. it was. Yeah. And he, he fixed quote unquote, fixed the brewing process to remove that. And people complained. <laughs> they got a lot of complaints. This doesn't taste right. He's like, man, he's like, it really hurt me, but I had to go back the way they were doing it before because that's what the regulars wanted there that they'd got so used to that, that that was their beer. That's what they wanted. So why not just make a new beer more onto that and keep Juicy Bits as Juicy Bits? Like I said, I think it's a bunch of perfectionists trying to make a perfect beer. I think, you know, all of us are super thrilled with Juicy Bits all the time, but we just look at it and go, we can do better, which again, it sounds impossible, but we, we truly believe that we can produce a better beer every time. So we're going to keep messing with it. And I think honestly, if you just let things go as is, then you're never going to reach your full potential of what it could be. And we always know sure. what, we, what we did have. So if, if it doesn't work out, we go back. But I mean, it's just always the pursuit of, of perfect. We are also on the continuous quest for the perfect beer. Sure. I mean, that's, that's with everyone, right? 
And that's, that's how the elite athletes do it. It's not about making huge gains. It's that shaving half a percent off of whatever your time, shave that little percentage sure, off. You do it here and there and here and there and here and there. Before you know it, you've gotten 10% better. Right. Well, know? that was something back in my days when I was in industrial engineering and that there's uh, these Japanese manufacturing processes like, uh, you know, Kanban and all that. And oh, yeah. The Kanban. If, yeah. It's like if you adopt these processes of continuous improvement and let's say you have a competitor and you're one step at a competitor, if you implement these processes, your competitor can never catch you because if you're continuously improving every single day, you know, and you're ahead of the game when you start, you there's can't just be no caught. way to be caught there. So it's interesting, man. That's, I knew it with power tools, but hmm. with beer too. Yeah. That's from back in the 80s. I still use Kanban boards at work. Sure. Yeah. It's handy, man. It's good <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Uh, we do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Weldworks Brewing. and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. If you love beer, barbecue, and football, then The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia is the place to get your fix. Featuring 48 taps, including unique and rare craft beers, wine, and more. Plus some of the best barbecue around. The spacious patio is a great place to catch the games this fall where you can cheer on your team while you enjoy some wings. And don't forget about the delicious pork and chicken. And my personal favorite, the nachos. Remember, for the best in craft beer and barbecue, make your home at The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram well i'm sure i'd feel much worse if i weren't under such heavy sedation now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates kbdb hd3 96.7 fm in forks washington that's a lot to say in one breath yeah i did yeah uh catch beer guys radio and kbdb every saturday at 2 p.m local time now let's get back to the guys at weldworks brewing weldworks brewing company guys we just opened another one of your beers here we are currently into the blueberry cobbler berliner and uh it's delicious thank you (laughs) delivering all the flavors as promised i've actually already had to top my glass off it tastes like a blueberry cobbler it does yeah Yeah. it does yeah we can't we can't argue with that at all and this seems like uh this seems like a good segue to talk about this skip you are the innovation and wood cellar program Mm -hmm. and i would say that a cobbler flavored beer is pretty innovative so how did you land as the innovation of wood cellar manager there so i mean i don't know 
Um, they, they, okay. You know, All right. um, so I, I just, I, we found them on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it because of your gorgeous modeling you'd work with exactly them for beer why. cans? Yeah. Okay. His hair is glorious. <laughs> He's blending rainwater on the side of the road. This is the finest rainwater I've ever had. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, most of my career I've spent trying to come up with newer and cool concepts and, uh, I think, uh, you know, Colin had realized that and they kind of uh, helped move me into that position after I'd been here for a little bit. Okay. Did, did so you spend th- some time in the, the whiskey world, the spirits world? I thought I'd seen a little bit of that. I actually took an internship learning how to make whiskey here in Greeley. And that's how I actually landed in Greeley. I and mean, that was like seven years ago. I thought I wanted to be in the whiskey industry. And I realized that there's just not enough creative outlet in whiskey. And you know what? When you do get creative, too creative there, it gets weird. Yes, correct. With, with that, you get bubblegum vodkas. and yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody needs that. <laughs> no. Nobody needs that. You know, something I was thinking of, uh, Colin, I think you mentioned earlier, like the culinary aspect of things and going out and get those new flavors. I've been playing around with fermenting foods during quarantine here, and I did some blueberries. Uh, fermented blueberries and they came out like really tart really flavorful but mm-hmm. i took them i put them over like pound cake and vanilla ice oh, cream and i was just thinking this beer you could do a like some kind of reduction with a sauce maybe a, maybe oh, yeah. a little uh put some of those fermented blueberries in there reduce this down maybe a little bit more sugar to make it and i think that would be phenomenal over some pound cake and vanilla ice cream so it seems like that could be a thanksgiving dessert it could be yeah it or, could be. or breakfast or, lunch or breakfast yeah yeah Put it on your French toast. That's fine. Yeah, that's, 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 that yeah, sounds pretty absolutely. good, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about innovation. So, you sure. know, you're the innovation guy, Skip. What, what, what are some of the innovations you're working on currently? It's hard to say that we think about them as innovations while we're doing them. One of the big ones we've been messing with in, in, in the cobbler that you're drinking right now is, is one of those kind of beers where it's uh, unfermented fruit, but then pasteurized. That beer right there has uh, unfermented blueberries that we had pasteurized and then mixed with other flavorings. So, you know... That's a tool we've brought in recently is the pasteurized in the past year to um, kind of be able to experiment more with different things. And, you know, the smoothie style sour beer, you know, that one's not like full on smoothie, but it, it does have it's clearly it has a higher residual sugar. A beer I'm drinking right now is watermelon cotton candy sour. Wow. So that's, um, you know, another one where we pasteurized watermelon on the way out of the fermenter. We pasteurized it and added some cotton candy floss into it. And it, uh, it, it's a really, really just out there beer. It sounds like it. it. That's a one that just dropped, right? It's getting released tomorrow. Oh, being released tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't it too cold or too late in the season for something like I a mean, cotton candy? Yeah, beer? maybe. <laughs> but I mean, I just think that it's, it just, <laughs> it sounded so interesting that we, we just decided we we're going to do it anyways. Some ideas, we just can't wait a whole summer. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. You know what? I drink seasonally to a certain aspect, but we did a show this summer, guys, Stouts are for summer. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we had, uh, we had this local exactly. brewer on that. I think he, uh, what, what holiday is his anniversary Memorial day or, or a th- yeah. one of those summer yeah. holidays, but he releases like every year releases like 12 huge barrel aged stouts. You know what? A good, big, thick beer like that fireplace in the cold weather is really nice, but you know what? Turn the AC on when it's a hundred outside and go ahead and crack one open and yeah. enjoy it. You know, exactly. just, just enjoy your cotton candy, watermelon sour. Yeah. I wasn't hating at it. it. I was giving him a chance to sell me on the idea of like, it's cold outside, but you need some cotton candy in your life. It, I'm like, just, man, it, all it, of that I candy mean, will warm you up on the inside when it, you digest. You it. can yeah. reminisce, reminisce back to warmer days. That's right. Think so, about yeah. all of those great festival outings. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, and you know, skip you also, in, in addition to the, innovative brew is also the wood cellar program you guys do 
uh, a lot of creative stuff with your with your barrel aged beers out there. What some things are in the works right now? So we currently have 465 oak barrels full of beer. We have a couple of you know little uh, out there projects. We have a, a Long Island iced tea sour in barrels where it's resting in a group of tequila barrels, a group of gin barrels, and a group of rum barrels. So that one's kind of the more out there projects right now. But for the most part, I mean, we have barrel-aged stout with bourbon barrels. Um, this year, we've worked a lot with our uh, barrel brokers and have brought in a lot of really, really cool um, bourbon brands and uh, stuff that we're really excited about. We got some Old Forester birthday bourbon barrels in. We have Woodford Reserves chocolate rye barrels in. We, we've just been going pretty crazy. We have some uh, Thomas H. Handy barrels, rye barrels in. So we, we've just been able to just select some really awesome barrels. So we're excited to just see what comes out of them. Oh, man, birthday bourbon. I seriously look for that bourbon every single year. It's been years since I've been able to get any. I have some that I've squirreled away at home, and uh, I'm jealous of just the barrels, just yeah. the barrels themselves. How much is left in those barrels after you uh, when you receive them? Usually they're pretty dry. Uh, we actually got a little lucky with the birthday bourbon. We uh, were able to uh, grab about a, a decanter full out of all the barrels combined. So we got a little free birthday bourbon. A little bonus. Yeah. A little bonus. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So how many barrels do you have on site right now? We have 465 full currently. Okay. And the goal was to stop at 400. <laughs> Wait a minute, that math doesn't work that out. That does not there. work yeah. out at all. It's not working. <laughs> when, I, when I started, the goal was to stop at 350, and here we are. That's so, true. <laughs> um, well, we were set to 450, and here we are at 460, so I don't know. 500's a nice round number. It is. Well, we don't have room for that. That's the only unfortunate thing. We're actually running out That's of room. It. That shows how tight you are. If you're at 460 and you don't have a room for another 30, you guys are packed out there then pretty good, yeah. right? Or that's negative thinking. Like, this room. Do you need all of that room <laughs> yeah. in your tap room? No. You could move some tables. We yeah. can't make it to 500. Not with that attitude. That's right. So. <laughs> Colin, we want to talk a little bit about uh, you actually had uh, an honor this year that we found about the Titan 100 Award that uh, oh, yeah. recognizes yeah. CEOs there. What is the Titan 100 award all about there? And, and congratulations on, on the win. Well, well thank you very much. And, 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 uh, and it's definitely a, an honor to be uh, considered for that. But long story short, it's an award for CEOs that are uh, kind of uh, basically voted for uh, by local accounting firms, financial institutions, et cetera, just kind of best of breed who's kind of running good ships and all that sort of good stuff. And that, and that's the point, like it's a CEO accolade, but any CEO would just tell you, like, we just got here just because of, of the strength of our teams and the talent of our teams and everything sure. else. And so not to diminish kind of what we do from a leadership standpoint, uh, we, we definitely steer the ship and we, and we keep things rocking in a, in a roll and then everything else. But, you know, it, it certainly makes the job quite and easy when we're bringing on people like Skip. See, that's the thing. That's a, that's a good CEO there. Know how to put your team together. Exactly. That's really the thing. You know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and fill in the gaps there. And get the out of their way. Let them do what they do well. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's, I think they say the same thing about a good football coach. You know, put the people in there that you yep. need to make a big team. You know, you don't want a bunch of yes men around you or, or people no. who are just like you. You want people who fill in those gaps that uh, – that you don't have. And that's where the power comes, Brian. 
That's exactly. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's great to be uh, recognized uh, because I really do feel like we're unique. I feel like we're a family. I feel like we operationally or uh, we communicate better. We strategize better. We evolve people better. We coach people up better. We're just, we're very invested in our in our family because we know what that means to the next steps of our iterations. The next steps are not going to be taken by leadership. The next steps are going to be taken by uh, everybody that, that that's working for us. You can't script from the top uh, these next steps. So you got to let people like uh, the creative geniuses like Skip, you just got to let them come in, uh, screw up, fail, succeed, do it all, and just let them take hold and, and let them find their perch and, and let them thrive. So that's, that's what we try to do. Good stuff. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Wildworks Brewing. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our vector victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to weldworks brewing Guys, we just got into one of your stouts here, and we definitely want to talk hot stout talk with you here. But before we do, something we've noticed a trend on, and we've noticed you just released one, and we're wondering if it is the new hotness. Triple IPAs, the Tippa, is that the cool style right now? The Tippa of the Spear, Tim. The you tip missed an the opportunity spear. there. Yes. Did I miss it, though? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that, you know, they're definitely – becoming more and more popular i think uh hoppy beers are always going to you know reign supreme and i think it's always fun to see what where the boundary lies whether it's with bitterness or now it seems to be alcohol but yeah i I think that they're they're definitely starting to kind of shine a little bit right now okay yeah that's what yeah i mean i've I've been seeing them everywhere no argument with me i enjoy them and i've noticed something i am not uh I used to say I was not a, an IPA guy back when West Coast IPAs were the quote-unquote IPA. Uh, as the Northeast IPA has come up, I'm just not a big fan of the bitterness. Sure. So I do like the Northeast IPAs. I'm big about those. Dippas really hit it for me. I like the malty backbone there and then bringing in the hops. And, man, I have really, really enjoyed the triple IPAs. Oh, uh, and the good thing yeah. is, is they're very low calorie and low alcohol. Super low calorie, <laughs> so, super low alcohol. <laughs> session beers, very good I think is what they call them. So, yeah. so one of the, the, the Quippas or whatever coming out. Quippas, that's yeah. next, right? Kippa? Kippas, uh, Quippas. Yeah, let's go with Quippa. I like that more. It Quippa, like a, quadruple. Yeah, something clever. The quads. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, how many ABVs would that even have? Are we at, are uh, we at 12, I think 14? At, I think that would put you at 14 or 15. See, Georgia will never have one. We then. can't we, even we have can't it. It's just it. not even yeah. legal here. I'm sure someone has done one somewhere. 
yeah. at some point. So, Skip, when we when we look at beers like this, when we go from uh, IPA to double IPA to triple IPA and that, what is the reason to step up to a triple IPA? Uh, you know, as opposed to saying, hey, let's just do this as another dip and that. What benefits do you get going that big with the beer? So, honestly, for us, we've been just trying to figure out how to just do them really, really well. We like the idea of having big alcohol. I mean, you know, big alcohol beers have been throughout history just a thing. And so they're definitely super challenging to make a beer that uh, has that much alcohol and hops and not super bitter, but not super boozy or not too sweet. It, it's kind of a challenge more than gotcha. okay. for us than more than a actual like, you know, maybe it's not customer preference, but it's just kind of been something that we've been enjoying trying to learn how to, to master I like that motivation. We're doing it because we want the challenge of making this ridiculous beer because they, they do get to be a little ridiculous or delicious. Yeah. Make it well. How do we make it well with this much alcohol, this much everything, you know? Right. right. Because that's something, you know, talking about the the big boozy beers, you know, here in Georgia, as we'd mentioned earlier, we're, we're, we're capped at 14%. Sure. And I don't know why, because it's not like someone is going to go out and pay 30 or $40 for a bottle of 15, 16, 18% beer if they want to get ripped up. That's right. not what they're going for. <laughs> right, right. Like exactly. They're buying the $7 fifth of Quality House Vodka. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> what they're going for. They're going for four locos. Sure. And sure. Stuff like that. So, and there are some things like we talked about Avery and their chocolate covered cherry beer. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's just luscious and it's everything that you want to see. And so there are some things you get in those higher ABV beers. There's just something that's there. That's uh, nice. Especially yeah. when you get into the stouts, like, not unlike, speaking of stout, French Toast Stout, French which toast we are drinking stout, right now. Are. Guys, this is amazing. I, I love this beer. Yeah, thank you. I don't even care that it has milk in it. I'm like, I'm lactose yeah. intolerant. I'll drink this all day yeah. and into the night. So I'll avoid you if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be sure there. <laughs> does, does, tell us about this. How did you accomplish such a very well-executed version of liquid French toast? I mean, you know, the big thing is just making sure that you don't go crazy on one adjunct or another, you know, with uh, you get the maple syrup a little bit and then cinnamon and, and cinnamon can just get out of control quick. So it's just, you know, careful planning on how much cinnamon we're going to use and making sure that, you know, you, you're ready to pull it off the sticks as soon as it's ready, to, uh, as soon as it's done or get as much as you want. Because if you go too far and then it's, it's, it's ruined and you need to just make sure you're paying attention to yeah. balancing stuff they get hot and bitter oh cinnamon yeah it's you know for hot sure and bitter if you got too much right. it, it dominates it, it, it can go that. to the fireball cinnamon which is you know you don't want that well maybe you don't want that i do want that but i don't want that in um my french toast out i hear that absolutely <laughs> we actually have a distillery here in georgia that makes for lack of a better term a gourmet fireball you okay. Know. A craft fireball. Craft fireball. Go. It is. And, and in all honesty, it's t it's very tasty. It's, it's a very really, well done it's cinnamon well whiskey. Done. Yeah. 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 If you like cinnamon whiskeys, uh, you know, if you're a fireball person, as I am. If your bar is already set that low, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. get out your monocle. Highfalutin. It's connoisseur Highfalutin quality yeah. fireball whiskey. Something we always enjoy talking about, guys, <laughs> that we have some fun with is the boil times on stouts. And if yeah. I remember correctly... You guys are, are in the long boil camp, correct? Yeah, we are probably one of the longer boilers. Okay. Have you made a full day yet? Have you done a 24-hour boil? So all of our Media Noche, which is our barrel-aged stout brand, they are 36 hours, 30 oh, minimum. Okay. All so right. yeah, Ooh, uh, nice. all night. Yep. Three mashes over 36 hours. 
Okay. <laughs> and we're not going to argue with that. We love the lusciousness that comes out of that. But sure. uh, in all seriousness, why? Why 36 hours? <sighs> is it? Are you seeing a lot more out of 36 hours than you would say 12 or 24? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, we definitely have a different set of standards when we do it. We don't like to add any um, dextrose or lactose into our barrel-aged stouts. We get all of our sugar from grain, and that's the goal of that beer. Uh, we want it to be just grain. You know, it's Ryan Heiskabot ish just because, you know, we use grain, we use water, yeast, and hops, and that's it until it hits a barrel. And then afterwards, that rule goes out the window, but... You know, okay. the, the goal is just what we have set the standard for ourselves, and that's to not add sugar to our barrel-aged beers. So I don't think it is possible for us to reach such a high gravity without hitting those long boils. Plus, we also want that huge, chewy mouthfeel that um, yes. is synonymous yeah. with our media noche. And uh, I don't think you can get that without a long boil as well. I don't think you There's, can. It's you something about prolonged heat. I guess it makes some of it unfermentable, like it, the yeast can't possibly deal with how thick Definitely. it is. Yeah. Right. There's ones we've had here. One of our local breweries that, that we have fun joking with about the long boil stouts is Orpheus Brewing. Yeah. And he's talked about, I think Jason said he did like a 30-hour boil or something sure. like that. Do you, but, uh, I mean, these beers are ones you pour in the glass and you swirl the glass, and it's almost like someone's painted the glass. Orange, right? yeah. The way they hang on to the wall of the glass. Right. and. And that mouthfeel in those kind of stouts is just insane. For the record, I believe I tried to talk him into a boil solera where you always have just some amount of stout boiling. You're putting <laughs> on some and taking off some, but there's a continual solera of boiling. So it's a, the Isn't the eternal like a flame of boiling stew or something like that. Yeah, a yeah. Peasant stew is that? Yeah, like the old way? vintage stew that uh, back in days of old they used of to yore. have on the fireplace. Yeah, right. Your days of your so the days of your beer. The perpetual yeah. flame. Hyper-efficiency. Hyper-efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, talk about efficiency. When you have a boil like that, like a 36-hour boil, how much loss do you have on, on your batch with that? Uh, 5% of a barrel. It's not made to be an efficient beer. It's made to be a beer out of, you know, the love of right. what we're looking for. And, 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 you know, Neil Fisher, I think, our head brewer, he was one of the big champions of the long boil and, and the, the pushing the limits on the boil. And, you know, people still don't believe us when we tell them that every single one of our barrel-aged stouts is 30 hours. It's just been something that he, he helped shape what barrel-aged stouts are now. So I think it's really a tribute to just keeping up to with what he had, the standards that he had set that he that he sets. So it was a difficult thing to to launch with too. I don't I don't know if uh, anybody recalls, but um, we launched with uh, barrel aged beers uh, in in barrels, knowing that we weren't going to see them for, for a year. So this was this was a huge expenditure out of our very very tiny kitty to take a chance on on beers that could turn, could do this, could do that, that, uh, but it was just, it ha it was always a core part of our program and our, and our core portfolio. And so we did that out of the gate, even though we, did, we, we basically had to sacrifice our, our mash rake to, to pull off the barrel program, but that's a decision. That <laughs> Got to make those decisions sometimes, Seriously. right? Yeah. Yeah, truly. Paid off. So guys, we're running out of show here. If people want to keep up with what is happening with Weldworks, where should they go? You know, probably Facebook, Instagram, uh, either of those two outlets. That's where we post all the updates. Everything that's going on, we're trying to get a little bit more inclusive as to everything going on and not just uh, focusing on beer releases, although you'll still be able to get those updates. But Facebook, Instagram, always the primary sources of uh, updates and information from Wallworks. 
Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us, guys. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Six Bridges Brewing. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.